Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome everyone to the Housing Signal podcast brought to you by Live Explore. I am your co-host, Sean Payne. And I'm your co-host, Isaiah Chass. And today we're going to talk about the trust and probate sale process. Sean, you've been working this field for a long time. Let's start with, uh, how do you start with this? It's a specialized niche, so yeah. not everyone is involved in it. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, I, I came out of college. I uh, had, had a couple knee surgeries, but I was still fairly athletic. And so when an ambulance went by, I actually was quite a bit quicker than, than most of the agents in real estate at the time. So I could chase that ambulance quicker that way. No, I'm joking. Uh, I, I say that just because like uh, often uh, I, I think like probates and trusts has that stigma of like being kind of like the ambulance chaser. So I just want to embrace that. So no, sure. that's, that's uh, not how I got into it at all. Um, uh, I got into it because uh, I partnered with someone that had experience in probate and trust sales. And uh, 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 he brought me on board and kind of taught me um, the process that way. And so I said, oh, this is, this is cool. And why not go out and make other connections, um, mainly with, with attorneys and private fiduciaries. So uh, I just kind of went out and started uh, growing my business that way. Uh, it was uh, during the foreclosure crisis. I didn't like short sales uh, and breaking into the REO market was difficult. I had a few of them, but uh, uh, it was difficult. There was like uh, certain agents had hundreds of them, literally. So uh, it was actually really a really good steady uh, field because no matter what the market is, um, they'll, they'll unfortunately be uh, probates and trusts that way. So. Sure. Uh, how does that process differ from, say, a traditional sale? There's a lot of nuances to it, but what are, what else does that involve than you know a typical sale of someone uh, just selling their house to move somewhere else. Yeah. So, uh, you approach it, uh, often, you know, you're dealing, whether it's a, tr uh, a press, uh, blah, 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 blah. whether it is a trust or a probate, um, you're, you're often dealing with, uh, heirs, beneficiaries, people that don't have like intimate knowledge of the property. So, uh, their disclosures are going to be limited, but you still, have to do your due diligence on the property and try to figure out like what's going on, things of that nature that way. So I would say that like, um, there's just a little bit more attention to detail and, uh, maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why I like it. There's a little bit more mystery there that you have to uncover that way. Totally. Some agents don't like that, you know, some do. So, and then with that process, it, it, a lot of times it can take a lot longer, especially if there's court confirmation required. Um, how long would a typical process for a probate sale last. So this is where I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this, that anything I say here is probably about like 80% right of that. So, so please check with uh, an estate planning attorney about this. Uh, but I would say that I think once the, uh, um, so in a, in a, uh, I don't know what the time frame, if there's a defined time frame in a trust sale. In a probate sale, I believe once the administrator is appointed, you have a year to sell the property. Uh, I believe that can be extended to a year and a half uh, in the event taxes, federal taxes are due. But again, um, you know, this is the blind leading the blind at this point. Sure. Uh, you know, I guess I should re rephrase it. Uh, no, 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 no. It's a good question. It's a, it's, it's a longer process. That's why like when you be, when you get appointed administrator uh, at that point, then you're given authority to, to 
um, start figuring you know things out regarding the property. So it's a longer it's 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 a longer period that way. So right. I would say you know twelve to eighteen months is usually the time frame. But again, speak with your estate planning attorney. Right. Way. Well, so. I know certainly from hearing uh, of of some of these properties that when you first get contacted, I mean, it, a lot of times it won't go to the market for six, 12 months before right. you're even able to, to finally get to that point. Right. Um, so yeah, it certainly takes a lot longer. What would you say is one of the biggest mistakes or not biggest mistakes, but most common mistakes that, uh, whether it's a trustee or executor or beneficiary, uh, that you see them coming across or making with this? Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, they need to surround themselves with an experienced team. So, uh, you know, have a really good attorney, whether it's a, a probate or trust, have a, a, an estate plan attorney that's very experienced in that field. Uh, and if you have someone there, you, sh you probably won't be making mistakes um, because they'll be really good at the, what they do that way. Um, so uh, I would say that, you know, if someone um, goes out and hires their best friend's uncle that, uh, you know, uh, maybe is in a different field or something like that, or, you know, a friend of a friend or something like that. Um, I would say that's probably the biggest mistake. Make sure you have like a, a very experienced, um, and, and, you know, just, just a thorough, uh, estate planning attorney that way. So. Sure. Well, on, on that note, I guess what's the biggest piece of advice? Probably that, right? Surround yourself with knowledgeable yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, uh, uh, the same thing that goes for your real estate professional. You know, you want someone that's a little bit different, uh, that has some experience. You know, I, I probably wouldn't recommend like letting uh, an agent, like, you know, uh, whether it's a, a trust or probate sale, like, you know, gaining, you know, this is their first like one or three or four experience, you know, sales that way. Um, you know, anyway, everyone has to break into it, but you may not want to be their learning experience because there can be things that go go wrong. But yeah, so you really, you know, uh, the biggest thing is 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 hiring people that don't know what they're doing because it's, it's a slightly different process. So, um, you know, making sure that you have a good estate planning attorney, a real estate professional, and that they're communicating pretty good, you know, well together. So. Sure. So what would be the first step if someone was put in the position where they're a trustee or, or beneficiary? What's What would be the first step that they would start the process with. Yeah. Uh, if it's a trust, they may already have like a, a state planning attorney that, that put together that trust, not necessarily, but go out, uh, you know, speak with an attorney, um, find out, uh, and, and then, uh, the same with a probate, um, go out and, and right away, you know, I would, I would counsel with an, uh, a state planning attorney and, uh, and figuring out what the next step is that way. So, um, especially if you, f you think that you're going to be appointed administrator, which, which gives you authority to handle the estate. Sure. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of new regulations that always come up within real estate every year. Um, aside from regulation standpoint, have you, have you seen the, the probate uh, and trust sale process or uh, the field as a whole evolve over time uh, since, since you began doing this, you know, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. So when I started it, uh, when I started getting into it about 15 years ago, uh, I would say that uh, uh, mainly the probate process has changed. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't think the trust process has changed too much, but the probate process, def definitely there was more court confirmations. Like right when I was getting into the industry about 17 years ago, I know that uh, uh, they were still fairly common. Um, and then you had a, uh, uh, let's see, it's the Independent Administration of Estates Act, uh, the uh, IAEA, uh, 
was put into place at some point, and that allowed a process that allowed you to notice the, the beneficiaries, um, or I'm sorry, the heirs uh, 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 of the estate. And uh, so if someone had full authority, if a court granted uh, someone, uh, an administrator full authority, they could they could do it that uh, they could they could go through that way. That that was um, a streamlined process. You didn't have to go to a, a court. Uh, I think everyone's kind of a little intimidated by like having to go to court and and, and having it confirmed the sale confirmed that way. So uh, this was an easier way, but it does require that uh, the heirs are uh, uh, are notified. So it's a little bit longer that way. So sure. and, and that's where like you really want the the the. Um, the attorney and realtor to be communicating so everyone knows what's going on. Sure, so. sure. It, it's clearly a, a specialized field. I mean, there's, a, like I said at the beginning, a lot of nuances to it. What is, uh, why does this process require such a specialized knowledge and, and why is it so important to have experience in this, not someone that's, you know, having their first trial run on one of these types of uh, sales? Sure. So uh, again, like uh, uh, you want to make sure that they have, if not a good relationship, a, a clear line of communication with with uh, the uh, attorneys, um, just like, uh, you know, all, all real estate professionals aren't created equal, neither are attorneys that way and how they communicate. Um, so sometimes, you know, uh, communication can be a little bit bumpy that way. Um, I would just make sure that you there's a, a defined timeline in the process. You know, the biggest issue is that often uh, a timeline's not communicated appropriately, and uh, and therefore um, the heirs have to be notified if there's a loan on the property. Um, all of a sudden, people are like, wait a second, what? There's heirs have to be noticed you know, 18 days or something of that nature and uh, uh, things go wrong that way so um, so I would say that like that's the biggest the biggest issue is just to understand that the process is a little bit different um, and that uh, uh, those time frames um, can be extended you know often a lot of attorneys that I work with you know they don't want to notice the heirs until all, all contingencies are removed and again um, people think oh yeah the heirs have to be noticed and you get in the contract and we're like and then the, the other agents like hey well when are you going to notice the heirs and it's like well we're going to notice them you know, didn't you read we're going to notice them uh, at the you know removal of all contingencies and they're like what that's going to make it like a 45 day escrow and you're like yeah that's it, it just has to be that way you right. know so like it's it's those type of things that that come up that that I would say um, that's why uh, I developed my own advisory um, form to kind of put those timelines in place so when an agent goes wait what are you talking about I'm like yeah but you and your client signed it so right. it's right here it's an extra layer that way so I, I would just think like you have to uh, dot your I's and cross your T's just a little bit more of that sense sure so. Sure. Well, I know that there's probably a lot of people listening with uh, further questions, maybe specific questions about their situation. What would be the best way for them to uh, start this? First, reach out to maybe uh, their attorney or could they reach out to uh, the, a, a trust and probate department or division? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm sure they could. I would recommend it. I mean, if, if you're watching this video and you need an attorney, feel free to reach out to uh, myself, Sean, S-E-A-N at liveexplore.com. Um, and we can get you in a referral that way to make sure that uh, that you're taken care of. Uh, but yeah, I would look up, you know, um, it's probably always a good thing to, to uh, if, if you're just totally starting and you don't know, you know, uh, uh, 
anyone or to talk to about referrals or anything like that, you know, pick two or three uh, people that look like they have good reviews out of the internet and uh, have an interview with them to see if you th- they think would be a good fit, just like anywhere. Sure. Um, that way, and then kind of go from there. So absolutely. And if if uh, you want to. I guess, educate yourself a little bit more. We have a, a, a very uh, detailed blog with a lot of uh, great information is there as well. Uh, yes, we have a very uh, in-depth web- uh, website uh, on probate and trust sales. It's called protrustsales.com. So if you want to go there, uh, uh, you can go there and there's uh, some blogs that we've put, not, uh, that, we've put up, um, that kind of goes through the probate process, explains things. Um, you know, there's not a lot of legal, legal ease there. We're not attorneys, but uh, it does explain, gives you a little primer that way. And again, um, there are, uh, if you need an attorney, we can certainly refer you on from there. Absolutely. Well, cool. If anyone's listening that has further questions, please reach out, call, email, text, uh, and we will certainly help put you, point you in the right direction. Cool. Thanks, guys. Please hit like and subscribe if you like this so you can hear future content. Thank you. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.